0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Chatty Cathy. This is Cathy Prohorov, and today we are going to talk about something really beneficial to help your health and it takes no more than a few seconds at a time if that's all you have and it's free. All you have to do is breathe. The reason I'm bringing up today's topic is a few, actually a few reasons Um, and I'm going to talk briefly about my past weekend, uh, something that I practiced with great success, and then our current crisis pandemic of COVID-19 and how to help long-term results uh, that can be uh, accumulated from someone who has suffered from COVID-19. So for the first thing I wanna talk a little bit about is uh, my recent trip. We went uh, this past weekend, we actually went to Oregon And if you followed the news uh, (laughs) recently, uh, it's really devastating. Um, And I don't know why I made that little sound. I'm just devastated by the amount of fires that are uh, just everywhere, just wildfires going crazy in a place that's really never seen anything like this before. Uh, What's more problematic than anything is how it's affecting everybody. Uh, Obviously, they're fighting the fires to keep them from burning down homes, which is just heartbreaking, hearing people that are being evacuated, that are afraid of losing everything. Um, And when it comes down to it, I know my family and I've had this discussion more than once. It's, you know, what do you take, uh, you know, and having that plan ahead of time, maybe putting things aside for uh, something outside of our control to have to run from our home. What do you take? Well, I, in my opinion, you know, again, this is just me, you can have your own opinion as well. uh, I would go towards the paperwork that we need to have you know you think birth certificates you think um, bank statements you think passports you think wills you think you know all of the important paperwork uh, where most of us should already have it all put together in an easy to grab area maybe in an envelope like a fire resistant envelope and to be able to grab that and go To me, that's the most important thing after the people, right? Get the people out and then maybe the paperwork. And after that, it's just really a choice of what's important to each individual. I believe 100% that they're just things we can purchase later. Yes, there's memories connected to stuff. I get that all, but you can never get back someone, right? So it's always about the people. And as devastating as I don't know, honestly, I don't know, as I can only imagine, um, to lose everything by losing your home. If you get everybody out safely, I know that rebuilding is going to be a lot easier. I do believe that hundred percent. So that was not my topic. I know I just went down this, but it was really, it, it was an emotional weekend. I have to say I'm really exhausted today because of the emotions. The air quality is, I believe the worst throughout the world right now for Oregon, Oregon is right now, the air quality index was over 500 over the weekend. We were, there was like 567 where we were at. And yet the fires uh, where we stayed, we stayed at my brother and sister-in-law's, their house, they were not evacuated, but maybe a 30 minute drive from them, people were being evacuated. You know, people that we knew, family members, uh, friends, it was just complete pandemonium. The sky just is just filled with white. It's, it's that suit uh, and you can't see, you really can't see anywhere in front of you. I think they said the, the, the day of, like the, the day before we got there, um, actually a few days before we got there when it was just starting, the fires were still starting, it says it looked like they were on Mars. You'd look out in the sky and it was red. And when it should have been daylight, it just was dark, you know, dark and then red, red sky. So it looked really surreal. Uh, when we were there, it was just smoke infested you feel the choking, you know, I could still kind of feel it in my lungs. And I want to just take everybody that I knew from there when we were coming home because I didn't want to leave anybody there. It was so difficult to leave and it's just difficult. And I understand there's there's problems that are surrounding our world and there's always uh, things that are devastating. And that, of course, I this is something that I was experiencing with my loved ones and being a part of it and being in that environment and not being able to breathe and realizing breath is, all that we have at the end, we need, our, we need our breath, right? And we can't, if there's nowhere to go for breath or oxygen, we run out and then we die, you know? So it's a very scary uh, thought uh, and fact and what they're still struggling to control. God willing there's going to be some rain in the forecast is what they're saying in the next day or two. So hopefully that really gives them a huge help. They've had a lot of good uh, good changes in the weather. The winds stopped. I think there were fifty to sixty mile an hour winds in the beginning of when the fires first were started, and those were just out of that's why it was out of control. And then so much brush, so much dryness, because of not as much rains this year. So it just continued to grow and the the areas were that were that were impacted the worst, did not have a lot of help with, you know, firefighters. And also they were uh, just fighting all over and civilians were fighting and it's just a constant, constant struggle right now. And my heart and prayers and just, you know, my best wishes for everybody affected by this and that people we can all come together and wish there was more that I could do. Whatever I could do, I'm happy to do, but it's just my, for now, you know, I'm back home in California. We still, we have our own fires here, but the the air quality is not as high as it is in Oregon. It's above a hundred, which is not healthy to any case. It's unhealthy. So it's not recommended to be outside exercising because you're breathing it in so much faster, but uh, somewhere like say Oregon right now is over 500. It's just, hazardous. It's it's simply hazardous to be outside, to open the door. You know, it's better to be inside with air purifiers going and not opening any windows, not opening any doors, and just stay inside because it's not worth it. It's just too dangerous outside. So long story short on, I know I just took a detour, but I'm going to come back to my topic for today. Uh, we were going up for an event that had been planned a long time before, and obviously the fire's st- Fire started up and we still just had it in our hearts to go for this family because this was just outside of their control and where they were going to be celebrating this event was outside of what was being the danger zones. Obviously there was no danger zones there, but you know, that could change at any time. But we decided to take a chance and go. Now, my point was not the fire, but of course that, that did come up. Uh, Because that was a huge uh, issue and uh, just a huge concern that I still have right now. And I'm very, very tired by it all. And I know that that smoke is exhausting. So again, I know everybody up there, just please, if you're listening to this today, this week, or you're still struggling with whatever's happening around the areas, stay indoors as much as you can. Hopefully you have air purifiers. If not, just, you know, run your fans and just stay indoors. It's much better until the uh, okay uh, is you know, given to to go outside, but the point of my topic is about breathing, yes, but is also about a little bit more of a different uh, aspect of breathing and how we how we feel about stresses. And so, for me, the first part of this this uh, uh, episode is fears, fears in our mind, fears in terms of turning into emotions, and how we process all that and how it becomes habits. So do you, can you ever uh, remember a time or even, you know, right now on a day-to-day basis, you go through different feelings and emotions that feel like they consume you. Uh, for me, I know I hate to fly, which is why I brought up flying. I hate to fly. I've flown a lot in my life, uh, country, you know, different countries and a lot inside this, the country here. But no matter what, every time I got on the flight, I hate to fly. So I get on flights and I remember always thinking, oh my gosh, I hate to fly. I'm a faithful woman, so I pray and I just have faith, but no matter what, through all of that, I'm always stressed and tense, and I just know my body is tight, my hands are clenched, my breathing gets really shallow, and if there's any turbulence, I'm a mess. And so I did this study, and I've been talking a lot about how to change what's controlling us, And, and there's just past conditions and patterns that we build up over time. It's no fault of our own, it's just been for whatever reason. So we can actually change that by deciding to look at the emotion and the feeling that we're not happy with, that we don't want to continue, or we don't want it to control us anyway, and how to, how to switch that. So I did a study and I put into practice that what I was going to do on this flight was even when I go get on the flight, I know I, I was going to be a lot more nervous because we're going into this area that was under fire. I knew the smoke was going to be another issue and worrying about family and friends being evacuated. So there was a lot of emotions going into it. So just taking the flight, you know, fear away from it. There was a lot of other fears, but I went into it thinking, I want to, I want to practice what I've been learning and what I'm preaching is to turn that old fear and emotion and behavior into something that actually helps me. So got on this flight and before I did the whole practice in my head, I actually just did the, you know, they say athletes do better when they imagine their training or they imagine themselves going through their, you know, whatever their sport is and seeing themselves excel inside of that sport. They do better when they're, you know, actually physically uh, running through their sport. So I thought, okay, I'm going to practice this mentally first before I get on this plane. So I mentally practiced it, get on the plane, and I went into it with complete focus on changing that emotion, the emotional fears that I used to have uh, tied to the flying and how I wanted to feel instead. So if you think about a feeling or an emotion right now that you're not this is not helping you. It, it, it takes away your power, makes you feel helpless, uh, makes you feel stressed. It's really a negative, disempowering emotion. And you want to flip that disempowering emotion and you want to make it an empowering emotion. How do you do that? Well, what I did was I took that fear of flying and I wanted to change it and turn it upside down. And I asked myself, if I'm feeling afraid when I'm flying, What do I want to feel like instead? Like, What would I prefer to feel while I'm flying? Because I don't like feeling afraid. I don't like tensing up my muscles. I don't like shallow breathing. I don't like freaking out the whole time and not enjoying the flight at all. So I decided I'm going to change that. Instead, I want to feel completely calm, the opposite of afraid, the opposite of out of control. And I want to feel calm. I want to be confident. I want to feel my faith. And I And yet, I thought, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite saying I'm a faithful woman, but yet I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, please, you know, I'm praying and praying and hoping it's a little opposite to think that way. If I'm faithful, I should just have faith, right? So I thought, okay, Kathy, you're being a little hypocritical. So I decided to switch that, feel calm, feel centered, feel happy, and feel completely at ease because this is just me getting from point A to point B. Where it is me getting from point A to point B, I had always... Made myself feel completely disempowered in those times on the flights, so what I did every time there was turbulence, I would just breathe, I calm my mind, I stopped getting out of control. I calm made sure all my muscles in my body were did you hear that whistle I just made that all the well the muscles in my body were calm and relaxed, my breathing was deep from my belly, and my mind was completely calm, I felt confident, I knew that everything was fine as it should be. And I have to tell you, it was one of the best flights I've ever had. I'm going to be 50 next year. One of the best flights I've ever had. And I've flown a lot. And this being landing somewhere that there is, you know, this this big emergency situation happening. I think they're, uh, Portland is in a state of emergency as of fr- Saturday. And I think it lasts through the next week at least. So we're flying into the state state that's under a state of emergency, uh, you know, affecting a lot of the people that I know and love and the air quality that we're breathing and we're landing into this area. So obviously those were all issues to disempower me in the moment as well. But the flight itself, I was able to just relax and breathe and enjoy the flight for the first time I've ever experienced in my life. So that was very empowering. And that comes down to the breath and the focus of the emotion, which leads me to my topic for today in how this deep breathing, how the positive empowering emotions can actually allow us to be healthy and say, for instance, we do come down with a cold or a virus, a, a, bl- a bug, a flu, you know, whatever, if it is COVID, how can we then heal and continue to get better and stronger in our immune system, because if we're always being stressed out, we're not able to have a very strong immune system. Our immune system is always taxed the more stress that we're pumping into our bodies. So it's really important to focus on my breathing, where my mind's going, empowering feelings and emotions. And this all, believe it or not, it might sound like I'm scattering a bunch of different topics into one, but they all come together. And they all come together in one way, in breathing. When they've done, they've done uh, tests on patients for COVID-19. They ask about the breath. They ask, is it short? Uh, does your chest feel tight? They measure oxygen saturation. And then the question was actually posed in a study that I was reading, what if a secret to recovering from the virus was in the breath as well? What if the, simply the breathing can help us recover from say COVID-19 or anything in life? So, long-term, I know there's a lot of long-term consequences, and this is a new virus, and I am not saying that this is anything to take over any type of medical, of course, go to your doctor and do what they say, isolate uh, and take care of yourself, and whatever comes from here, hopefully they're going to be able to get more of an understanding and a grasp on this, but... What I want to talk about is the regular practice of breathing intentionally uh, a lot of the 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 problems that people have that I know have hurt is the respiratory of course it's a respiratory it affects the respiratory system so the breathing's pro- problematic uh, you know it's it it affects the lungs so what if we can actually have more intention behind our breathing to help increase our lung expansion especially when we're well and Strengthen our respiratory muscles, especially when we're well, because this is going to contribute to increased ventilation. Again, the breathing was terrible up in Oregon, and I know I'm so worried about the people that are there that are affected by this because they that is their qual that is their life. There's a quality of their breath is being is being sabotaged right now by these fires, so. Instead, again, taking care of your surroundings, having air purifiers if that's necessary for where you're at right now, but also to be able to practice intentionally your breathing. And this also help the patients that are having the issues with COVID-19 or any other respiratory uh, infection or problem and allow us to recover without being broken down anymore and without having difficulties in the breathing. And the the basic, and this is the breathing that I used on the plane, is and is the, the breathing that I've used throughout dealing with my anxiety and my stress days, of course I have stress, but anxiety days, the diaphragmatic breathing. It is my favorite thing to do, and I learned this when I went through my yoga training, actually was such an eye-opener because I realized I was a short chest, I was breathing in my chest, I was short, a shallow breather, wasn't breathing deep in my diaphragm, And when we do that, we become very lightheaded, we're not getting the quality of oxygen that we need, and we're not really doing much for our body when we're breathing very shallow in our chest. So diaphragmatic breathing is going to be the place we're gonna begin today. And in this practice, which they also call belly breathing, it's more understandable when I say belly breathing, what we do is we slow down and we deepen our breathing by fully expanding your belly. And it's easiest to learn if you're laying down. But you can do this sitting up or standing in any position that you're comfortable in. So to give it a try, and I'm gonna I'm gonna welcome you right now to give this a try with me. I want you to place one hand on your tummy, on your belly, and get comfortable. If you're seated, like I'm just I'm sitting on a chair right now. I want you to uncross your legs if they're crossed, plant your feet firmly into the floor, sit up nice and tall, give me good posture, pull those shoulders back, drop them out of your ears, and then. And then if you're on the floor, if you're lying down just or on the bed or on the couch, just extend your legs out uh, all the way out and let your feet fall open and place one hand on your belly. So either sitting or standing or lying, all right? One hand's on your belly. Place your other hand on your chest. And then I just want you to start to breathe. You're going to breathe into the no- through the nose and start to breathe deeply into your abdomen, your belly, so that your hand on your belly rises first. So ideally that hand on your chest is going to remain still. Now, you might not be doing this yet. You might feel it first rise in your chest, which is a good indication that you probably have a tendency to breathe in your chest more often than you understand. And and this is a good practice to help you change that because if you're dealing with stress negatively, if it's affecting you and you're feeling your nerves are shot, there's a lot of problems to this. This is a great test. Am I breathing more on my chest? Well, then if I feel that hand on my chest rising more or rising faster or sooner than the one on my belly, I probably am breathing in my chest. So give it a few breaths uh, and you want uh, you, yourself, your hand on your belly to be rising and falling the most. So now I want you to, when you're exhaling, you're going to flex your abdominal muscles. So you know how to flex, right? So take a deep breath in, feel the belly breath or the hand on the belly rise first. And then I want you to flex your ab muscles and exhale slowly and fully, pushing your belly button into your spine, but don't just let it fall, like, keep it tight and strong. And notice the belly hand falling back towards the spine, towards your ribs, while your chest remains relatively still. The chest hand can move, but not more than the belly hand. Now, if you purse your lips as you exhale, like, like you're blowing air through a straw, this will slow your breath even more, which is even better because what I want you to start to notice is exhaling longer than you inhale, which I had reversed in the past. And if you're someone like, like me, I always believed it was about the oxygen coming in that was more important. It's important, yes, but it's more about the exhale. If I can exhale longer than my inhale, my inhales are nice and long, then I'm doing myself a great service. So it's called pursed lip breathing. When you pull your lips together like that, again, like blowing through a straw, but, and sometimes people have asked me, why do you make noise when you exhale in your videos or in your yoga classes? And it's simply because of that. I, I want that, you know, the audible sound so that everybody else can, can just hear that for themselves, what I'm doing, and then practice it for themselves. So pull your lips kind of into a little circle, and as you breathe in, feel that belly breath or belly hand rise, and then purse your lips. You go Breathe all the breath out. Keep breathing out, but your abs are flexed. You're not just letting them fall loosely. And then you slow breathe in again after your exhale is complete and do this breathing again. And there's evidence, if I could speak, that would help to suggest that the diaphragmatic breathing, again, the belly breathing, and that pursed lips breathing, and yoga breathing, which I talk about a lot, are all great techniques for improving your lung functions. And in this day and age, I've never even realize how powerful this was going to be for uh, for myself and for the people that I've worked with and I hope that you today are getting great value from this it's just breathing because again we can breathe we can all we have to breathe we're just never really focused in on how am I breathing and how can I improve my breath so I can improve my lung function think about it it's a form of exercise but you're breathing already so you might as well make it count and all three of these ways of breathing have been shown to improve our breathing capacity uh, in patients who have had issues with breath, right? Being able to help uh, those walk longer distances and people with those chronic and obstructive pulmonary diseases like COPD. Uh, and, and COVID-19 now is another, uh, another respiratory issue that that recovery period Has been seen to be a little bit problematic in terms of how they heal through the young. So, the rehab that they have includes some breathing exercises, but this is a wonderful place to begin. If you already know what to do, and then if you deal with a respiratory issue later, you'll understand how to get yourself through it the best and actually move yourself through your own um, exercise, you know, rehab exercise. And they do suggest, you know, if if you have been recovering from COVID-19 or if this is something you're going to be uh, talking with somebody else about is to begin that breath work as soon as you no longer require oxygen. So um, obviously, if you need oxygen to breathe, you can't be doing this. But as soon as you don't need it, if you needed it, you can't do this. But if you don't need it, you do these breathing exercises right away and understand that that is going to help you, but if you have severe shortness of breath, uh, you want that to be improved enough so that you can you can control the breath. So, I mean, error on the side of caution. If you need to talk to your doctor, obviously that's always a good that's always a good the best way. Uh, and breathing, there's another you know there's so many practices of breathing. If you've ever studied breath, uh, yoga is such a great way to you know try different styles of breathing. But there is a breath called the four seven eight. And this is a a yoga type of breathing practice. And in addition to just slowing and deepening your breath, it also helps to reduce stress. And so this, this was a great yoga breath for me, a breathing technique that allowed me to reduce my stress immediately. Again, on the plane, I had to change how I was thinking, how I was feeling, but more importantly, my breathing had to be controlled as well and I had to continue the deep, slow breathing. So sometimes we have to find different ways of breathing. You can't just, okay, I'm gonna breathe deep in my belly because what if that's not working? What are What's another technique that you can use to be able to help you? Again, the pursed lips is one uh, method, um, but I'm gonna tell you about the 478. This is another one I want you to practice. And this is a really powerful relaxation technique and it takes little time, not a lot of time. It requires no equipment. Again, it's completely free. It doesn't cost you anything, uh, and it's very helpful if you practice it twice a day, in the morning, in the evening. Great, easy peasy, right? Before you go to, before you start your day, right after you wake up, and before you go to sleep at night. And with regular practice, it will lower your heart rate and blood pressure. It will improve your GI function. It will help promote good sleep, and it counteracts anxiety. And I know because. I've done this and it has helped me so much. And so this four, seven, eight breath, you can even practice it on someone, uh, doing some, someone that's doing oxygen therapy. So it's been, it's very helpful. It's been very beneficial for many people. Um, and it's also effective for COPD patients with extreme shortness of breath. So if this is something you struggle with, um, maybe with oxygen dependence and it can be learned in a few minutes, super easy. All right. Uh, and again, just You should be practicing this at least one to two times a day, maybe even three times a day. Uh, And that's that four breaths, I mean, four count in. One, two, three, four. You hold for seven counts. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And you exhale out for eight counts. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Start again. You inhale for four, three, two, one. Hold. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, breathe out. eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You can continue this for four to five cycles. You can continue it for a few minutes. You can continue it as long as you need to until you feel your body relax. And that's what ultimately uh, you should feel is the relaxation and not the stress. You should be relaxing in through the breath. Okay. So this is, uh, it's the four, seven, eight. All you're doing is focusing on four in four counts. Inhale, hold for seven counts, exhale for eight. And the slower you can count the better. In the beginning, it might be a little bit difficult. As I, you can hear, I counted a little bit faster, uh, but don't go too fast and don't go too slow. You want to be able to breathe. Okay. Um, another way to practice effective breathing, you know, breath work is singing. Have you ever just sung? You know, you realize you have to, you have to breathe more from the diaphragm to be able to sing. And another, well, great boost uh, perk of singing is it improves your mood, right? It's like exercise. It just makes you feel better. And all of these are so easy to do. Again, they don't cost you anything. And yet it's so, it has such an impact to our life and our, how our breathing, our lung capacity, Uh, you know, recovering from respiratory issues, being able to just take control of something in the moment when we don't feel like we have a lot of control. I mean, think about it. This past year has been anything but you know, something out of the normal. It is completely seems chaotic and uh, surprising and we just, we feel stressed out, right? And it's important for me to to have you understand that the fears around the experience of the pandemic create more stress. And those physiological feelings of fear is really... Detrimental to your well-being. It is just so negative for your health long term. Sometimes feeling stressed once in a while is okay, but having that fear, as if I was going to fly all the time. If I was to carry that old that that, that pattern of feeling afraid and tense and stressed the whole time, every day, every day of my life, that's just going to affect my health, my mental health. Uh, it's gonna lower my immunity, it's just going to affect every part of my life. So, and when we have feelings of fear, they cause us to breathe faster, again, shallow in our, in our chest. And it can even prevent our lungs from fully inflating because again, we're, we're just breathing very quickly into the chest. Again, if you feel yourself lightheaded, getting shortness of breath when you're breathing, more than likely you are breathing in your chest. So again, even if you're completely healthy, you can benefit from practicing intentional breathing, intentional breathing to help you get through stress, to help your lung capacity, to help you feel better, to help you change how your, how your uh, thoughts and emotions are holding you back so that you can empower yourself again or for the first time ever, and just to get through life. You know breathing is so simple, and I always had taken it for granted but i'm hoping that one of these practices that we 've talked about today, hey, even if you 're starting with singing, trust me you 're still going to get great great results from that. Start there or start with a four seven eight breath or start with a deep diaphragmatic breathing. you know you could breathe in as deep as you can and exhale as deep as you can, or maybe look up some other types of yoga breathing, some other types of deep breathing practices there's so many there 's the nostril breathing where you take one. So you take your uh, index finger and your thumb up towards your nose, your nostrils. With your thumb, you're just going to cover one nostril. Breathe in. So you're going to breathe in through your right nostril. You can hear I'm breathing in. And then you're going to switch fingers. So you're going to cover up your right nostril with your index finger, releasing your thumb, and then exhale. And then again, start there. Start inhaling through your left nostril now. Switch fingers, switch nostrils, and exhale. Breathe in again through the, no- the right. Switch nostrils, exhale. Again, very calming, very simple, super free, doesn't cost anything. And all it takes is a few minutes and some focus. How'd that work for you? Again, I am... Just sending more and more prayers today to my Oregon friends, to you know everybody in the state. Uh, I know the whole West Coast is just fighting some form of fire and the air quality. Uh, I believe it's all the way from San Diego all the way up towards uh, Vancouver and it is affecting the whole West Coast. So my prayers and thoughts go out to everybody affected. Uh, Here at home, it's not perfect. Again, it's nothing like it is an organ, but I still feel it, I feel it in my lungs. So I wanna be indoors more than outdoors. I don't wanna be exercising heavily outdoors. I'm probably gonna do that inside. Getting an air purifier if you need one but always looking at how can I improve the quality of my health? How can I reduce stress? How can I improve what my choices are, whether that be food or exercise or how I breathe, how I'm handling stress, how I'm thinking? And this this was just on my heart to share with you today. Hope it did give you some value. And if you have any questions or you wanted to reach out or find out any more about, uh, more of this type of, uh, practice, uh, stress relief, uh, gaining control of your health, your wellness, and your mind, you can go to the superstar elite.com and there's uh, information on how to contact us or just some help on some other information there to help you achieve your better goals. And, uh, Just make your life better for the long run. So until the next time, have a wonderful rest of your day or night and thank you so much for listening.